0: Welcome to the Trapshooters United podcast. I am your host and owner, Joe Brumfield. I created this to help share, showcase, and support this amazing sport by talking to shooters, vendors, parents, and companies. Thank you all for listening. Be sure to follow us on Instagram at Trapshooters United or like us on Facebook. This episode is fueled by Fiocchi, high quality ammunition manufactured right in the heart of America with locations in Ozark, Missouri, and Little Rock, Arkansas. I choose Fiocchi because it's loaded in the USA and has extremely light recoil while still crushing targets. But you may be thinking to yourself, Joe, why should I believe you? You're just a mediocre weekend shooter. And you know what? Point taken. Even though I am the Event 12 Graf & Sons Class D doubles champion, let me find someone with a lot more credibility. Hey everyone, this is Shelby Skaggs, ATA All-American, Oklahoma Trap Shooting Hall of Fame
1: member. In our sport, being consistent is the key to success. Fiocchi's line of shotgun ammunition is second to none in this regard. Proven by my 772 straight in the singles competition during the 2022 Grand American. Experience the Fiocchi
0: difference. If you're like me, customer service is at the top of the list when it comes to buying anything. Combine that with the lowest prices and highest trade-in values... Michael Gooch with Indiana Gun Club is without question the number one choice for your next gun. With one of the largest new and used inventory selections in the country, Indiana Gun Club will have the right gun for you. If you're looking to buy your first competition gun, upgrade out of your current gun, or just simply wanting to add to your collection, Michael Gooch provides a five-star experience every step of the way. Give Michael a call at 317-502-2675 or send an email to gotgunguy43 at yahoo.com. i personally purchased two guns from Michael, and I guarantee you're going to be treated right. Other sponsors of the podcast include AJ Supplies, Diamond 8 Leather, Harrod Insurance, Shamrock Sporting Arms, and Ezox CLP and Gun Care Solution. Welcome to episode 69 of the Trap Shooters United podcast. My guest today is a two-time ATA All-American, the 2023 Grand American Champion of Champions Event Champion, the 2023 Mississippi State Singles, Doubles, and High All-Around Champ, and the 2022 Grand American World High All-Around Junior Champion. Jonathan Baker, welcome to the show. Hi, how are you? I'm doing good. Uh, Go ahead and uh, kick us off with a little bit about yourself, uh, where you're from, how old you are, school, all that fun stuff.
1: So I'm 19 years old. I'm from Mississippi. It's near the coast in a town called Perkinson. Um, Right now, I'm a freshman at college at Mississippi State University. I just joined the Mississippi State shooting team, so I'm kind of kicking off there with them, and I'll be open to competitions starting after winter.
0: Okay. So for the Mississippi uh, State shooting team, is it a club or is it like a, a legit um, team? So it's a club that's not sponsored
1: or endorsed through the school at all.
0: Are you going to be shooting trap,
1: skeet, and sporting, or how is that going to work for you? So it's, it's going to be all three, trap, skeet, and sporting at, at the events, and then you can choose, from what I've heard from the other members, if you want to shoot in other events, such as trap doubles or um, ski doubles, you can do that, but it'll be on your own. Uh, so you, do you have a
0: degree path planned out or is it still kind of too early for that
1: um so right now i'm doing a mechanical engineering major and i've just started taking the prerequisite class classes of right now so nothing too involved in the mechanical engineering what hobbies do you have besides shooting um the only one outside of shooting would be archery and then I had grew up on a farm, so I'm used to riding horses. I haven't rode any um, lately, but they used to be a big part of my childhood. Uh, what kind of farm? What are you farming down there? Um, It's just horses, and we do our own garden. And we have a lot of animals. As of right now, we have 16 to our 15 horses right now. Five of them are pretty young still, so we've just gotten into breeding.
0: So do you have to um like feed the
1: horses or anything? Yeah. We take care of them. We feed them twice a day. We clean stalls and move them around the panels and stalls and whatnot. That's a lot of hay to feed. <laughs> it is. It's a, it's a lot of money, a lot of feed we go through.
0: So um,
1: how did you get started then shooting? So my sisters, um, my parents got my sisters involved in 4-H from a young age. And then I was kind of always following behind them. Um, I wasn't old enough at the time, but I would shoot at home. He was a brown ski thrower, and I would practice with them at the house. Um, and then once I turned 10, once I got old enough, I joined 4-H, and then I shot archery, um, shotgun, and then 22 rifle. And then once I kind of got a little bit older into the senior category, I just stuck to um, shotgun and shot that competitively. And that's actually how I got introduced to TRAP is because I went to a 4-H competition on the coast and one of the members of the Coast Rifle and Pistol Range, they told me about the AIM group that was being put on at the club. And so I went down there one Sunday and then it kind of fell into place from the air. Yeah, it looks like you started,
0: you you registered a, a couple hundred targets in 19 and 20, but then the 21 year you really got into it. Um, looks like you shot, you know, 2,500 singles, 2,100 handicap, 1,500 doubles. So you really, your numbers ticked up. And then here last year, they really ticked up, um, 4,600 singles, 3,700 handicap and 3,200, um, doubles, um, pretty good combined average overall as well. Um, do you want to give us a little bit of a recap
1: of this past target year? All right. So I think the first state shoot that I went to was in Florida. Um, And I kind of just stayed close to home. I think I went to Mississippi, Arkansas. I wasn't able to go to Louisiana, but um, I shot the Mississippi State shoot. And I was actually, I wasn't able to shoot the first day of Mississippi because I had a college orientation. So I ended up missing out on that. And then because it was my senior year, my parents decided to um, go somewhere a little bit further out from Mississippi. So I we went to Kentucky um, and then Arkansas. But Kentucky was the last state shoot that I shot.
0: Oh, okay. Yeah. I watched you for a little bit in Kentucky.
1: Yeah, there's some tough shooters up there. Yeah, yeah there is.
0: <laughs> was there, Wasn't there like, oh, it was a ridiculous amount of 200s. I think was it was a 20 something or 30 for a state shoot. That's a That's a ridiculous amount. It is. It is. So, where uh, out of all those places, where would be your favorite
1: place to go to go shoot at? Um, they're all really nice. Florida. I, I did. I went to Georgia. That's a that's a really good looking club. Kentucky's really good. Um, but my favorite would probably just have to be Mississippi because it is a in-state shoot, and that's probably my favorite to go to. Now, how I know that one rotates every other year, right? Yeah, so as of right now, they're still discussing it back and forth, but um, I think next year, and they're going to work on something, but it is going to be in Jackson at the Capitol Gun Club. But they're trying to rearrange something that way it'll rotate every year or every two years, but they just haven't got down to a specific number yet. So, I mean, you cleaned
0: up this year. You won the singles, doubles, and the high all-around state titles, you know, overall. Um, are you trying to trying to catch up to the to
1: Zeke's um numbers? That would be nice. I mean that that's some big shoes shoes to fill. He he's he's done a lot. He's been shooting a while. I mean, seventeen was to be State title champion or something like that. I mean, that those are crazy numbers. But um, well, I think he's dad has like sixty or seventy. So yeah, <laughs> he's he's a stupid amount. He's a freak. He's a monster. <laughs> it's always nerve-wracking to find out that he shows up at a shoot. And he only usually shows up usually like Saturday or Sunday for the championship events. So it's tough shooting against him. He's just trying to pad his stats, I think.
0: What what did, we, what did you start shooting with and then take us into kind of your progressions from there and then what you're shooting now?
1: Okay, so I'm in 4-H. i in 4 hi mean, it's kind of that was when I was younger. When I started off with a four ten. And then once I got a little bit bigger, I got a Yieldies um, shotgun, double double barrel. Um, and that's actually what I started out shooting for Trap. And then once my parents kind of figured out that I liked it and that it was something I wanted to get into, we ended up buying a Beretta 690. And that's what I shot for the first two years. Um, and then once we went to the Grand our first year, I think that was 21, I'm pretty sure. And... They thought about buying me a better gun since my averages were picking up at that time. And so we ended up trying out I think we demoed almost every single shotgun brand. And I ended up going with the Pirazi high tech RS. It was between that and a but the Parazzi just felt better all around. So that's what I ended up going with. It's pretty convenient.
0: You went with the um the most expensive one. <laughs> <It's-> <laughs>
1: Yeah, that was something my parents weren't too happy about either. <laughs> They're like, "Oh, doesn't this?" I will blame that on Ricky Marshall. Yeah, there. he 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 really sold it to us. Oh, uh, did did
0: you get it from uh, Game Masters then? Yeah, yeah. So, what is it? I've never shot a high What Um, what is it about the high tech, and kind of compare it to you know the Kriegoffs? Uh, if you if you demoed a Cole or or you know some other
1: brands. Um, with the Perazzi, it. It was just smooth, and then the way I was hitting the targets, I went out and shot twenty-five at twenty-five. I ran the first box and I shot with it, so I was already happy immediately with that. Um, the one thing with the Krieg off though is with the trigger, I wasn't really too pleased with the trigger on that as a fat trigger, um, and so that kind of was already leaning me toward the Perazzi. And then with the Kohler, I, it just wasn't comfortable for me to hold and mount, and it was too it was too stocky, so I just narrowed it down between those two so
0: on the Prozi, you said is a high-tech rs3 rs or just the rs just rs okay gotcha um so are you shooting the factory stock then i am
1: it's an adjustable comb but it's, it is factory
0: yeah are you are you left-handed i'm right you're right-handed okay mm-hmm. for some reason i was thinking you're left-handed um, so what is your current setup then with the Perazzi as far as point of
1: impact, um range, chokes, that sort of thing? Um so Perazzis do come with fixed chokes. Um that's for my unsingle barrel, that's a 34 inch um that's running about a light full. It's not patterned, I don't know like the specific number, but it's a light full. And then for doubles, I shoot a double barrel. Um in the bottom choke I have is a modified and then the top one is a lightful as well. And where are you holding? For singles I have kind of a high hold but I wouldn't say it's it's so high the fact that I'm cutting it off at the, at the at its peak. So it is below where it's peaking at but I'm able to catch on to it pretty quick. And then for doubles I'm a spot shooter and so I'll just pick out somewhere in the background and then once it hits a certain object or something I usually cut it off from there um do you have any like pre-shot routines or anything no not really I would say that I do kind of like to to zone out and be alone I'm not real talkative before I shoot I am way more relaxed after though it's it's just some routine that I have to where I'm more focused and I usually do better so I kind of try to repeat that yeah I
0: I watched you for a little bit in Kentucky, and I got the vibe that you were—you're like a a methodical shooter. Like you don't there's there's nothing rushed about what you do. You take your time. You you do the same thing every time, um, but you're not rushing anything, you know, out there.
1: No, not at all. I I do try and stick with the same routine when I am shooting. um, Just kind of muscle memory related wise. I try and time everything the same and I have tried shooting fast and I've noticed that I've just missed targets because I'm not focused or I try and shoot too fast. And it's just, once I slow down more methodical, um, I know some of the numbers picked up. So I stuck with it. You broke a 200
0: or maybe a couple two hundreds, 200s um, and a hundred straight in doubles out of those two on your doing it your first time. Which one was more
1: nervous, your hundred straight and doubles, or your two hundred and singles? Uh, definitely my two hundred and singles. I've I've been close to. I've gotten my hundred straight before, and so it was at the Mississippi State shoot. And on, on top of that, um, Chad Huber, he's a really good shooter from Mississippi, and he ended up breaking a hundred um, for the first hundred, and he ran them. So I was kind of I shot right after, him, and so. It was definitely a little bit nerve-wracking, and then to have Zeke come out after me, I had no clue what he would shoot. So I kind of just stuck with it. And then what's crazy is that after I shot my 200 straight, um, the wind really, really picked up like 10 minutes afterwards, and Zeke was complaining about how I had some voodoo magic that something that threw him off, and so that was pretty funny. So your first 200 was at
0: Mississippi this year for the singles championship. Yes. And then you, you ran another 200 at the Grand in the um, clay target.
1: Mm-hmm. And I, actually, I ran the, yeah, I ran the 100 in the... 100 in the champion of champions. It was what's crazy about that is I got there that Tuesday or Monday and I shot the 200 singles and I, I, it was so bad. I shot like a 95 or a, a 94 or something. And my, my mom came over to me and was like, are you comfortable? I was like, I don't know. I just, I can't see him getting the gun. I'm not hitting him hard. And so we ended up going to the parazzi store and we have remount everything. And then it turns off my cone was off by like an eighth or something. So I moved it over and I was just happy. Once I in the champion champion. I was happy to hit the hundred. I wasn't even worried about the 200 straight coming up after that.
0: Yeah. So how was it shooting in the champion and champions? Was that your first time?
1: shooting it or did you shoot it the year before too um i shot it in the two years before that so i qualified as a junior by shot i wasn't for the overall championship it was just as a junior yeah that's a pretty that's a
0: pretty cool deal though you get to wear your state on the back of your you know your shirt or whatever and then there's not very many very many people out there that shoot it and then as you know everybody that you're squatted with they've all won something on on, you know on the state level so I think it's a pretty cool deal.
1: Yeah, it, it really is. I mean, everybody repping in their state, and then you kind of already know, like what you said, that they're all pretty good shooters. So it was good to get to know them and experience something like that because it's a privilege. And then being able to do good in it is also really something special.
0: So then um, you ran the 200, obviously. And then, so how was that shoot-off? Obviously, that was your first time in the... the- clay target championship shoot off how did that go for you it was it was
1: pretty good i i ran the first box and i would say i was more nervous my second box than i was my first box really but i was kind of already aggravated because i didn't want to repeat of last year um i ended up, i shot a 199 in the singles championship and i tied for like 26 other people or something for double a class and I ended up making it to the last three for third place or something crazy and I I dropped the target and I didn't get nothing and so I kind of didn't want to do that it was it was a five box shoot off I was like don't don't miss one don't miss one but um ended up working out I think I still got third in juniors and singles so I was still pretty happy with that but it's always aggravating to have one little slip or something like that after running three hundred straight, yeah, and then yeah, it's aggravating. But I'm, I was still
0: pleased. I was happy. And then you you obviously made it f- far enough in the shoot off to win the champion of champion because I'm sure that was carried over by somebody. You know, I'm sure somebody else ran the two hundred too. That also ran the hundred in the in the the singles for that one.
1: Yeah, yeah, I ended up tying with John White the fourth from Alabama, yep. and I ended up shooting an Alabama State shoot, so I already kind of knew who he was, and we went up to the booth, and he ended up wanting to flip for it. I was like, I just got done shooting the singles, and like my gun's already out, and I always I always have a thing to where if I'm in a shoot-off, I never flip for it, and that's something I'll, Zeke always gets for me. So we tied for the, the doubles championship at Mississippi. And he was nagging on me, nagging on me about one to flip four. I was like, I'm sorry, man. I don't do that. And so... And that, and that would have been your first one. Exactly, the, yeah. The first title. And, and so... He, he, didn't he miss the first target out? It was something like that. Towards the end of it, he was already getting a little fed up about it. And so <laughs> I was kind of laughing underneath my breath a little bit <laughs> once we finished. Um let's see did you have any goals
0: going into the 2023 year like did you in your mind have anything set like I want to
1: accomplish you know x y and z during this year um one of my big goals was definitely to try and get back to the 27 yard line that was a pretty big goal of mine and then the 200 straight I've been wanting to get that for a a pretty good while now and so I was happy to take that box off but um handicap has been a struggle I haven't, haven't been able to put it together some decent scores in that and I think it's just a mind game something that I, where I'm just too focused I'm trying too hard on it and I just end up making little mistakes or trying to aim and so something definitely to work on this year trying to get the average up into the 90s at least and that's I'll be happy with that. Yeah you were you, you broke like a 97 from the
0: 25 and a half in Kentucky so that puts you at the 26 and a half and then at that point I'm at, I'm at the 26 I'm the same way I'm stuck there mm-hmm. and then I'm assuming it. it's the same for you like it's in your head like
1: I just need 96 today exactly that's all I gotta do is 96 I can only miss four targets that's all I need just a half yard and then it always ends up falling apart and then you, you miss four on your first box and then it's all, <laughs> all goes downhill from exactly. there exactly <laughs> I feel like once i get those i get those misses out of the way, I'm actually shooting a lot better, so that's why I, I know that it's in my head and you just took a you just took a reduction back to the twenty five and a half yeah, also trying to get a yard and a half or something crazy like that and just get back to the twenty seven get you
0: get you close up and then maybe knock a 98 or 99 and
1: (laughs) just skip to 26 (laughs) (laughs) that would be really good the chances that though it'd be somewhere somewhere good though with a lot of shooters oh yeah so i mean it's likely but i don't know i'll just piece together some 96s or 97s hopefully yep uh
0: 2024 year uh freshman in college now obviously
1: are you going to be running for all american points again this year um, I wouldn't say I've ever really been running for all American points is always just if I want to shoot or if I, the first year I made the all American team was in 22, uh, I believe. And we weren't really even tracking that. And so I wasn't really worried about it. My friend, Ken Lacino, we were at the Louisiana state shoot and he would come up to me. He's like, you know, you're pretty high up in all American for junior. I was like, I haven't even, I, I actually didn't know what that was at the time. I think that was only my second or third year in trap shooting i was like what is all american and so he explained to me what that was and it was in the back of my mind i mean i knew about it but it wasn't a really a goal of mine to accomplish and so last year or this year i guess you could say um we definitely went to more state shoots trying to get all american points but more because so is my senior year, and we just wanted to go as many as we could before college hit, mm-hmm. and we already kind of knew that I was gonna be slowing down anyway, so we just hit as many as we could. That was close to home, um, and it was a good year. I I can't complain. Yeah.
0: So, do you have any shoots on your calendar circled for
1: sure this year, or you just kind of kind of play it by ear? Um, play it by ear. We definitely want to try and go somewhere a little bit to the west. Most of ours, we've been to the east a little bit, Alabama, close to home, Louisiana, Florida. Um, we did go to Kentucky. That was the furthest farthest away we've been to, um, and that was a really good shoot. But I think we're going to try and avoid Kentucky and Arkansas this year and try something new. My friend Kent has been trying to get me to go to Nebraska, mm-hmm. and he's originally from Nebraska, so I'm considering that um definitely definitely alabama i really liked alabama um maybe georgia but nothing's for sure
0: they might as well just go out to to tucson for the spring grand yeah that would be nice Huh? <laughs> <laughs> be in arizona yeah rent a rent a uh a camper and just drive it out there yeah i'll just have my parents fly me over there they, you go they don't, um exactly they, i mean they have a i think they have a helicopter pad out there so Oh that'll be perfect, yeah, yeah have <laughs> them fly in um
1: so any goals then for the twenty twenty four target year um i really i've i want to hit a hundred in handicap that that would kind of make everything complete I've hit my two hundred in singles hundred in doubles, and so if I get the hundred in handicap i'll be i'll be pretty satisfied, but definitely get back to the twenty seven yard line before before the hundred yeah or you can run a
0: hundred from the twenty five and a half and then the next day run another hundred from the twenty seven. Yeah. <laughs> and just call it you just call it done. No wind, nothing, perfect sunlight.
1: Yeah. <laughs> no no excuses.
0: <laughs> you're gonna you're gonna do it down in Florida. <laughs> yeah, that'll be a place <laughs> to do it. As windy as it is. Um this one's a tough question. Um if you could change or implement one rule in the ATA, what would it be?
1: Hmm. Okay, I have okay, it.
0: Well, you're you're quicker than most. So. Yeah, yeah,
1: it, it, it's happened to me before. So trophy wise, I know that if you, if you're in a shoot off for junior, or double A or something, and if you lose that shoot off, you want you can't fall back to I think it's class. And so I've lost out on a, on a couple of trophies that way, and I know other people have complained about it as well. So. Maybe I mean if you have a higher score and you lose a shoot off, I feel like you still deserve that trophy. Yeah, I feel like other people would agree as well. Yes, yeah, so you're saying you can't. It, the
0: Class and category don't inter intermix. So, like if you shoot off for junior and lose that shoot off, you can't fall back to a class A or double A
1: or whatever. No, I'm saying that you. I, I'm saying that you should be able to. Isn't it that way yeah. now? But you can't right now. You can't right now, right?
0: So you, yeah. The, your your rule change would be you can fall back into the class. Yes. If you if you lose your category shoot off. Yeah.
1: How do you yeah. feel about
0: that? Yeah. Would that be something you would like? I don't care either way because I'm not category. So <laughs> <laughs> all right, you don't got to worry about that. I don't got to worry about it. what what I what I. What job I wouldn't want to do though is to be the guy that figures out who is in what shoot off with all the categories we have and all the, you know, trophies we have. And that just confuses me. So I'm kind of glad I'm not in the category cause I don't, I don't have to worry about it. I'm either event champ or I get my class and that's it. But I can, I can definitely see, you know, from your point of view where it's like, okay, well, You know, I, I lost a shoot off for like junior or junior gold, you know, champ or runner up, but I beat the guy in a class or, you know, or whatever. So why don't I get that trophy then? Like I'm, I'm high in the class. Mm -hmm. So I, I, I can definitely see how people would want, want that as well. We'll see. We'll see what happens.
1: Yeah. Maybe, maybe
0: they're listening. Yeah. Maybe, maybe the executives are listening on here and, I'm sure they're they're writing down all these rule changes, so you're like the third person I've asked that to now, so we'll see. <laughs> all
1: right, we'll see what happens. <laughs> um, have you had any lessons or anything from anybody? I, I've been coached a little bit, and I was just kind of getting introduced to it by John Warren through the AIM coach, um, and then Kim Wilson, he was a member of the club, and he kind of got me started on doubles, and then once my averages started to pick up in doubles, I think I was like 80, 85 or something. It was, it was higher. My average was like a, a 50 or 60 in doubles. And so that was one of my goals in the younger part of my career was definitely to get better at doubles and be considered for the HAA at the shoots. Um, and then Ken Lucina, he, his father was a big time double shooter. And he told me that I was shooting way way too quick, and so once I raised my whole point up in doubles, um it really started popping off from there,
0: so you raise your whole point up, just kind of wait for the target to get to you, pop it, and then go over to the to the next one instead of
1: like jerking up to it, and then going over yeah so i'm I'm cutting it off at this path beforehand. I was shooting so fast to where it was more so. T- trying to time it mm-hmm. and so i was shooting way way too fast as soon as i say pull i'll bang and so what would end up happening is that if the speaker didn't catch it right or for just a slight delay i would end up shooting before the skeet would even come out and so i went through a lot of shells in louisiana it was pouring one year and i was shooting doubles and I, we got to go back and get and another box of shells i was shooting so many it was bad and then once have you ever shot the trap house doing that I have not. My whole point is definitely a little bit higher than that to shoot, to miss the trap house, but it was still the point where it's too fast. And so once I moved it up a little bit to where my eye I could catch it, I could kind of react off the bird instead of saying pull band. Yeah. And so my score has definitely improved after that. Yeah.
0: And you probably had a, some issues like moving your gun on the call, you know, because cause you, 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 you're trying to time it as it comes out. So. That was probably a little bit of an issue too.
1: Exactly. I mean, if you're, you're trying to cut off and you shoot before the bird and miss it with your head because you're like, did I just do that? And so now you got to kind of like rethink and recollect yourself and go to the second bird. I, in doubles, if I miss the first bird, I'm like 50% more likely to miss a second bird because my brain is like, did I just missed that. I mean, the yeah. first bird is like the easiest shot. And so I kind of just like kick myself in the leg at that point. Yes, yeah, I do that too.
0: It's like if I miss the first one, then it's like, why did you just miss that as you're like
1: <laughs> going over to the second and then like you don't even care about the second one. Exactly. Yeah, you, Your brain just like kicks it out of the window. It's like how how could you be so stupid? Then you miss both. How, how could you miss time? That's the easiest bird. You're waiting on it. You're cutting it off. You know where it's coming out at and you miss it. And you're just like you just hang there for a second. Like, did I really just do that? And so then you just got to pick it up. It's a, it's almost like you
0: don't even you you just forget you have a second second shot because you're just like whatever.
1: <laughs> yeah, I all the ninety nines I have hit has all been first birds. I, oh wow, sitting there waiting on that first bird, I I just shoot way too fast. It's all in my head. And it's, well, why why would you do that? Well, and so all,
0: all the eighty fives I hit have all been second birds. So. <laughs> <laughs>
1: <laughs> Once you get it up into the higher 90s, it'll be more of a mind game. Yeah, and so maybe, maybe almost for more first birds, maybe you won't. I know that was a struggle for me. Was just mind games, trying to recollect myself with 100 straight uh, and doubles. It was in, it was in Alabama, I believe, and we it was only a three man squad, and so I was shooting my buddy Donald Webb, who's at the same coast that I shoot at and we usually squad together and he i was like it's just i'm a spot shooter i have to look out in the spot to be able to see where i'm going to hold and so i had him slow down for me to be able to see where his targets were going and i think that helped me a lot because he was shooting slower and then i would shoot and so that already gave like enough time for the squad to recollect themselves and then the girl would shoot and so it was kind of like a methodical slow paced um shooting to where i wasn't even thinking about it because i was so worried about trying to get my guns in the shell or my shells in the gun and shoot the target instead of thinking about it yeah that, that so i think that definitely helped this more of a not so much of a routine at that point i'm just trying to react to the targets i think that's a big thing
0: yeah that's uh that's one of the i guess positives of having a short squad is you don't really have time to think you know you'd have to Shoot, eject,
1: reload. Shoot, eject, reload. Yeah, I mean, by the time you – sh- the shooters from Mississippi, they are really fast shooters, and I've shot with them a couple of times. And it's like you you're ejecting your shells, put them in your your casing, your whole bag, and by the time you load it in, it's your turn again. By the time they they they're shooting so fast, and so like you're just like discombobulated, and you're like. I hope I'm I hope I'm holding the right spot or else I'm going to miss it. <laughs> and so it's definitely something different, but I I could never do that. Um, do you have any particular practice routines that you go through? I wouldn't say routines. I do try and shoot usually once a week and then before a shooter. So I'll definitely go out there and knock out some single targets and handicap just to get used to them again and get my eyes coordinated for a shoot. Something that I'm going to go off to but i i tried doing a gun mounting routine and i did that for a while um towards the end of the, the 23 target year and that helped but i mean when your gun doesn't mount right I mean, nothing's going to help with that so it was nice but i I'll probably won't do it again um how far how far away is the closest club to you um i got kind of lucky So because the Coast Rifle and Pistol Range is on the coast, it's um, only like a 30-minute drive from where I live, so not bad at all. But the only other club is in Jackson, I think, that has a trap field. There's one in Starkville, and so that's an hour and a half, an hour away, two hours. So it's definitely nicer. I got lucky, I would say so, to be able to shoot on the coast. Yeah. Um, Do you have any ammo preferences? Um, practice, whatever you can find. I'm not too picky on practice shells and cheap. I would definitely, yeah, whatever I can find. 1,200s, eleven forty five. it doesn't really matter. Seven and a half eights. Um, but for competition, I definitely try and stick with the, um, the double A's. That's been my heart, favorite shell so far. Um, I just like the way they feel and it, I've kind of always shot with them at the beginning of my competitions and I just stuck with them. Um, but I have shot other shells, but if I can collect enough double A's from Walmarts and wherever not, um, that's my
0: go-to. Uh, so what do you shoot on doubles? Are you shooting the the same shell on both shots
1: or are you mixing it up? No. So I used to shoot 1200s for both shots. Um, and then I went to a 11, 11, no, um, 1180s one ounce. Um, from double-headed, and lighter recoil, I mean, you don't have the jar in your face, and you're able to stick to the gun better, and I shoot a 12, 1,200 shot, eight shot for my second bird, and I know there's some people that shoot 1,250 or something crazy like that, but when you're spot shooting, uh, I think it's a waste of shill at that point. Yeah, so I, on my, my highest
0: double score is 95, and when I shot that, I switched to the Fioki eleven sixty fives for the first shot, and then the twelve hundreds for the second shot, and I really like that.
1: Yeah, it, it's definitely nicer having that lighter recoil first shot. Yeah, um, it's. I've even shot the nine eighties double a's. I think it's like low recoil, low sound, or something crazy like that. And it's like you don't. Know, like, you just hear like the click of the gun, and then there's like there's a li- little pop. And then the target breaks, and you just go to your second bird. So that's, I, there is a little difference that you can notice. And so I, that's why I do try and shoot with the 1180s, mm-hmm. um, one ounce, but it's so much nicer having that little recoil for your first shot and then be able to go to your second shot. Do you have any uh, superstitions when you're shooting? I'd, I, I wanna say superstition, but. I always feel like I shoot better when I don't talk or exert myself before I shoot. So I'm not, I'm not anti-social or anything to where I will talk to my squad members and everything, um, before I shoot or whatever. And I'll talk to my other people I don't know. Um, but usually when I'm shooting, I have my head down, kind of like zoned out, trying not to think about it, which is even harder to do. Um, and so, and just kind of not think about anything, which is, I know it's tough, but I try to keep everything the same. That way I'm not doing anything to where I mess up or something. Do you listen to music or anything? Um, I don't, I try listening to music and it worked for like the first three single events I shot. And then I kind of. whenever the songs would change I would miss a bird and so I was like I can't do this I'm not having to miss a bird every time a song comes on or something and so I just put my earphones back in or had um earplugs back in I just make sure I can't hear anything
0: yeah yeah I I hated I tried it for like four shots and I just took them out
1: (laughs) it's definitely cluttered I mean I some people will do it and it works for them good, but, um, that's too much going on. I, I had to focus yeah. on something. I couldn't,
0: I couldn't tell who was shooting. It was just, it was just oh, It was it, just too much in my
1: head. Like it's a pain for doubles having to hear where you're at. You're constantly looking at other people. You can't hear anything. The music is so loud. And then you don't know if it's a dead loss or something. And so, yeah, I just found it way easier just use earplugs in that way, if you, there's they call a miss or something, you're able to hear it and say yeah. something. Uh, best advice for a new shooter? Um, don't give up. I mean, the more you shoot, the better you're gonna be. That's how trap works, I would say. So, um, don't be afraid to try new things, try something new. If something doesn't work, try something different. Um, yeah, I mean, the more you shoot, the more you get comfortable with it, the more the patterns that you're going to catch on to. And then it's just going to feel a lot better from there. And hopefully you like it. Hopefully you stick with it. And hopefully you get better. I mean, definitely take advice from the people that you go to at these different shoots because most likely that they have shot a lot of targets and they know what they're talking about. So definitely communicate with people if you're going off to new shoots and try and get with some of the veterans and know what they're doing. And then that's helped a lot for me. Uh,
0: last uh, question here for you. Uh, go ahead
1: and give a um, shout out to anyone that you'd like to. All right. Um. Obviously, my family, my dad, Glenn, um, and my mom. They they make all this possible. Taking me out all these shoots, all these day shoots. Um, what would be possible without them. And then my squatting buddies. Everybody I shoot with on the weekend: Charlie Boggs, Mike Beverin, Donald Webb, Kent Lucina. Um, and even my aim shooters I used to shoot with: uh, Carter Reed, Tyler Smith. Um, they're all really good shooters.
0: Cool. Well, thank you, Jonathan, for joining us today, and uh, best of luck in the twenty twenty four Target year and your your freshman year at Mississippi State. Yes, sir. Thank you. Absolutely. Thank you. Before we close it out for the week, I want to thank my sponsors for supporting me here. Fiocchi Ammunition. Do yourself a favor and try some shooting dynamics or White Rhinos. Some of the best shooters in the game today shoot Vioki, Everybody's favorite gun dealer, Michael Gooch with the Indiana Gun Club. Stop in and check out his inventory at a shoot. Michael travels all over the Midwest and East Coast while providing top-notch service. AJ Supplies. They've been with us since day one. Be sure to reach out to AJ Supplies for all your reloading needs by calling 419-583-7133. Diamond 8 Leather. Randall creates quality leather gear for shooting enthusiasts. Visit d8leather.com for samples of his craftsmanship. Chet Harrod with Harrod Insurance. They've been servicing Ohio for three generations. Chet can be reached at 419-303-2218 or visit HerodInsurance.com. Shamrock Sporting Arms, Jonathan travels all over the Northeast providing shooters with PILA glasses, off accessories, and ammunition. Visit ShamrockSportingArms.com for more info. EZOX CLP and Gun Care Solution providing the best cleaning, dry lubrication, long-lasting corrosion protection, and leaves your shotgun looking brand new. Visit EZOX.com for more info. Last but certainly not least, visit TrapShootersUnited.com orders here help support the show. I have Pila and Ranger shooting glasses, Trap Shooters United shirts, hats, visors. Go ahead and get your swag on for the next shoot. I also have a shooting journal that can be purchased on Amazon. This is a low-cost but extremely beneficial tool that's great for all competitive shooters regardless of discipline. Keep notes from each shoot ranging from a practice session to the world championships. That's a wrap on this episode of the Trap Shooters United podcast. Thank you all for listening. Your support is greatly appreciated. See you all out on the trap line.